Hello there, everybody, and welcome to HPAC On The Air, the monthly podcast of HPAC Engineering Magazine. This is Rob McManamy, Editor-in-Chief of HPAC Engineering, and welcome to our show. Our latest topic this month is Legionella, uh, the notorious bacteria first detected in a hotel water system at the American Legion Convention uh, in Philadelphia during the bicentennial celebration in 1976. Uh, that outbreak sickened over 200 attendees at that time, killed 34, and spawned decades of new research, scrutiny, and remedial strategies for building engineers worldwide. Our guest today is one of the world's foremost experts on this subject, Dr. Janet E. Stout, Executive Vice President and Founder of the Special Pathogens Laboratory, a PACE laboratory, um, a research associate professor at the University of Pittsburgh Swanson School of Engineering in the Department of Civil and environmental engineering. Dr. Stout is an infectious disease biologist recognized worldwide for her pioneering research in Legionella. Uh, her expertise includes detection, prevention, and control strategies for Legionnaire's disease in building water systems. She advances the mission to end Legionnaire's disease by speaking and serving on numerous industry committees, including the ASHRAE Legionella Standard, SSPC 188, Guideline 12 uh, 2020, and Proposed Standard 514, all those committees. Now, Dr. Stout, uh, welcome to HPAC on the air. No, oh, thank you so much, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you and your audience. Thank you. Um, and I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit more about that. I know it was a real mouthful going through your, your background there. If you could tell our listeners a bit more about your background, uh, your current work, and how you came to study this subject, uh, well, some 40 years ago. I know. And, and uh, you know, what I do is I say I'm an infectious disease microbiologist that has studied Legionella for more than 30 years. I refuse to say 40. It makes me sound too old. Uh, and, and then I say, you know, when a microbiologist studies Legionella for their entire career, I'm not a microbiologist anymore. I'm a Legionellologist. Uh, and yes, I did make that up. But I, I think it adequately uh, describes my career. And, uh, it, you know, it all started uh, in, let's see, I got my master's degree at the Graduate School of Public Health uh, in 1982 uh, and studying Legionella. Uh, there was an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease at the Pittsburgh VA Medical Center, and I had the good fortune uh, to do my master's work there. And, and Legionella and I have been together ever since. Well, that sounds uh, almost heartwarming, but uh, <laughs> we'll just, uh, but it, it sounds like you, you certainly... Uh, know that of which you speak at this time. And um, I, I guess to, just so we're all on the same page here, I mean, many of us think we know what Legionnaires is and and, and or and, and may be wrong. But so could you please help just define Legionnaires disease for us a little bit and talk about its origins again? And I, it's not exclusive to Pennsylvania, I wouldn't think, although you mentioned Pittsburgh as well. But is it something exclusively connected to the, the arrival of, say, HVAC in, in our society? And if so, was there evidence of it in the decades prior to the Legionnaires Convention in, in 76? So I, I love telling the story about Legionella. Um, and so that, you know, the outbreak at the American Legion Convention in 1976, uh, you know, they, they deduced that Legionella was coming from the air conditioning system because the epidemiologists studied who got Legionnaires disease and who didn't. And most of the people that got it were in ballroom A. So the only way to transmit it must have been through the air. But what we learned later in, uh, in 1982, we published a seminal article in New England Journal of Medicine saying, in our hospital, it wasn't coming through the air ducts. It was coming out of the faucets and the showers and infecting the veterans from the potable water distribution system. 
So back in, in uh, 1976, Legionella uh, was not a new bacteria. It was a newly discovered bacteria. And the reason is because this bacteria requires a very specialized culture media to grow it, which was developed as a result of that outbreak. Um, investigators at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention formulated a brand new media. And then when they were able to grow the bacteria, then they went back to their freezers for unsolved, mysterious cases of pneumonia. And they found Legionella, a type of Legionella, going back to 1947, causing pneumonia in a patient. And then they saw some that were from 1950s and so forth. So that's wow. why we know it existed uh, prior to 1976. And, and to your point, you know, when we have these man-made systems that provide Legionella bacteria with just the right conditions to grow, which is nice warm water, uh, some organic material uh, that's in our, our piping systems, our cooling towers and such, and hot tubs. Don't get me started on hot tubs. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, that environment creates a great environment for Legionella and other bacteria to grow. So what I say is what's happening in those pipes Legionella is having a party in the pipes. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we've sort of created an ideal resort for these bacteria. Gosh. So as you, as you, you, you talk about the party in the pipes, as I understand it, so the stagnant building systems, the circulating air and water have long been seen as a key contributing factor to this as well. And I guess so now coming out of the pandemic in the wake of, you know, building shutdowns, uh, well, globally for the COVID pandemic over the last three years, how much has that contributed to a resurgence of legionnaires today? If 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 there is a resurgence, I feel like I've heard that as well. Well, the good news, and and like you, I'm a glass half full person. So the good news uh, was that in uh, 2020, we knew that Legionella was in these buildings and their water distribution systems, and that closure, shutdown, and stagnation would provide that great environment for Legionella and and Legionella's friends to grow. And so that meant that there was a much greater awareness about, okay, let's not just let this happen. Let's do things to mitigate the risk. And in fact, in 2020, uh, the American Water Works Association and IAPMO, uh, which is the International Association of Plumbing and Mechanical Officials, wrote um, a white paper on responding to water stagnation in buildings with reduced or no water use. And so that was their answer to helping people to manage the fact that building shutdowns impact water quality. So uh, cold water warms up, warm water cools down into that sweet spot for Legionella to grow. Uh, any disinfectant that was there is gone because of uh, water age and just sort of sitting there. Uh, and so they, they had a program that they described there and they updated it actually just uh, uh, sent, I think it was published in January or February of 2023. And now it's the AWWA IATMO manual dash 2022, the safe closure and reopening of building water systems. And both of those documents are free uh, uh, to your listeners uh, if they go online and check that out. And so we know that uh, there was a there's a potential problem. Did we have lots of outbreaks of Legionnaires disease? Certainly we had cases of Legionnaires disease, and sometimes they actually got confused with the diagnosis of COVID because they present so, so similarly in terms of pneumonia. But actually what happened with the number of cases nationally during the uh, COVID pandemic, cases went down. Uh, and, and you, you know, everybody's wearing masks. Nobody's going out. 
and so it's sort of uh, it was interesting. We actually presented that information at the National Infection Prevention Conference a, a couple of years ago. Uh, that uh, during the uh, the COVID pandemic, cases actually went down. But you know, we're returning back to baseline now uh, because the problems persist, uh, which is very frustrating for a legionellologist. But you know, we can talk about that till the cows come home, right? Right, right. Now, as you know, I guess Ashray also just released a, a draft document for its first ever pathogen mitigation standard for infectious aerosols. Now, it recommends uh, that HVAC-related measures to reduce the risk of transmission of, uh, of COVID-19, influenza, other airborne viruses in homes, offices, and hospitals. If adopted this summer, will, will those measures also help in the renew, renewed fight against Legionnaire's disease? You, you, you say there's, you know, sometimes there, the paths do cross there with the, uh, with the symptoms. Um, you know, certainly anything that improves air quality has the potential of mitigating risk from anything that may be transmitted uh, through the air. So I applaud ASHRAE. And, and because I've been on these committees myself, I know uh, they work long and hard uh, to get across that finish line. Um, but the the thing about Legionella is that we, we need to stop Legionella before it ever gets into the HVA system, HVAC system, because it's in the water. If we control this bacteria in the water, prevent, prevent its replication, then we can prevent the disease entirely. So this is part of the reason why, uh, you know, we have this mission to end Legionnaire's disease, uh, because no one needs to become infected with this bacteria if we control it in the water. So the so what ASHRAE had done, and, and I was first invited to sit on an ASHRAE committee back in, I think it was 1995, when they were first working on the guideline 12, which was published in 2000. And then that morphed into uh, the standard 188, which is a, it's a paradigm of water management, recognizing the risk, assessing the risk, both in the potable water system, as well as devices like cooling towers, hot tubs and spas and decorative water features, places where we know outbreaks have occurred, and then address that risk directly. And the most recent uh, work that ASHRAE has done, and I'm also on that committee, is uh, you mentioned 514P for proposed. And that document is about uh, managing the risk of physical, chemical, and microbial hazards. So these other bacteria that are in water, particularly in hospital water systems, that can cause uh, infection. And just because it's fun, I'm going to tell you a few of the names of these other pathogens. My favorite is Stenotrophomonas multifilia. I always say I feel like I should be doing a line dance when I say that. Uh, others <laughs> are Pseudomonas aeruginosa, Burkholderia, and and really um, the most problematic one is non-tuberculous mycobacteria. Uh, and so now your your listeners are going, all that's in my water. Yes, but most of us don't have to worry too much about it. It's people that have compromising health conditions, uh, particularly if they're hospitalized, um, they can become a problem. And so ASHRAE felt uh, that the water management approach should be uh, applied to these other bacteria. But the problem is they're also transmitted in other ways than just exposure to the water. They can be transmitted on the hands of healthcare workers, on surfaces and things like that. So their prevention is a little more complicated than uh, for Legionella, where it's just in the water. And if we control the water, we control the disease. Where do you think we are on, on the whole uh, spectrum there, I guess, as far as uh, 
in the controlling of the disease that it, as you say, it kind of, I guess the prevalence subsided a bit during the, uh, during the pandemic. Um, and now we've come out of that and we're in another new phase. Is it, is it been kind of just lurking there all along or, or how would you say the, uh, yeah, so the fight know, is going, I guess, right. When you, when you say, and you, you classify it as, as a mission to end Legionnaire's disease, do you feel like that is a, uh, uh, something that can be done within your, within your lifetime? And hopefully, yes. I guess there are more global legionellaologists uh, that, that yes, will help. Yes, yes. So, you know, some of your listeners might have read, read some of the books by Jim Collins. And in one of his books called uh, Successful Habits of Visionary Companies, he talks about mm -hmm. BHAG, which stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. And what I and, and so ending Legionnaire's disease is our big, hairy, audacious goal. But I say it's not so much audacious as achievable as we get people to test for Legionella in their water systems, if they find Legionella, particularly the type that causes a lot of infection, Legionella pneumophilus group one, well, then they can prevent it. They can control it. And uh, and I just wrote a piece for plumbing and mechanical engineer. So if you, if you go to pmengineer.com for their May issue, I talked about, can we end Legionnaire's disease with smart plumbing design? Uh, so, mm -hmm. so we need to we need to know whether your building is positive for Legionella. About half are, and but more importantly, half are not. And so, find out which half you're in by testing for Legionella and finding out what's there, and then you know what to do next in terms of prevention. When you say is half are, are you saying half are susceptible or half are or Half are colonized, have Legionella in their water systems and half are not. One of the myths about Legionella is it's everywhere or mm -hmm. ubiquitous. It is not everywhere. And st our studies and other people's studies have shown when you go out and you look at buildings and we, you know, whether it's a hospital or a high rise building um, in, in, a, in a large metropolitan city, the rule of thumb and the results show that about half have Legionella in them. And so there's risk there that can be mitigated and disease prevented. And one of the points that I wanted to make about this disease, which is a very serious form of pneumonia, uh, is that if someone goes into the hospital for some other reason, that hospital has Legionella in their water and they have not mitigated, they get Legionnaire's disease, the risk of death from that Legionnaire's disease pneumonia is 25 to 30%. That is huge. And, and so, you know, we, that's why the emphasis has to be on prevention, because once somebody becomes infected, it's a it's sort of a downhill spiral of of inflammation. Even if they get the right antibiotic, uh, they're trying to control the, the inflammation in the lung and uh, they get adult respiratory distress syndrome and, and 25 to 30 percent of them die. And it's completely unnecessary. Well, I guess toward that, do you feel like the there is the uh, the commitment there, whether it's it's local governments, federal governments, uh, and awareness, I guess, to to try to uh, uh, to attack this on on the level that uh, that you, that you're suggesting it needs to be. So there is awareness, uh, but as you know, uh, oftentimes people don't take the next step to execute a, a water management plan, for example. Uh, they 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 say the the ASHRAE standard 188 is a voluntary standard. I don't have to. It has not yet been incorporated to, into code, although people are working on that. 
And what I tell people is that, you know, if they, they think, oh, this will never happen to me. Legionella is the problem that you don't think you have until you have it. And then it's an emergency, right? The health department's knocking at your door. Now you have to uh, implement uh, disinfection procedures in the next 48 hours. You have to have a sampling plan. The health department's going to be very unhappy with you. Uh, and so all of that you need to be prepared for. And what I what I wrote about is facility engineers know about preparation, fire preparation, uh, electrical outages. Well, they should think about preparing for a Legionella emergency by having uh, all the vendors approved for disinfection, for bottled water, for point of use filters, all of these things that need to be implemented. Find your consultant because the health department says get a consultant because the health department says, recognizes that this is specialized knowledge that people on site may not have. So, so there's awareness, but there's still uh, a lot more to be done. And one of the one of the sticky points is people don't want to test their water. They're afraid uh, to test the water. So, Rob, uh, I have a very unique thing. It's called Doctor Stout's Legionella Chill Pills for Legionella related <laughs> anxiety. Oh and my. those those chill pills. Uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with me uh, at uh, info at specialpathogenslab.com, I will send them. Dr. Stout's Legionella chill pills, which are mints, by the way, but they come in a, a real cute, and uh, our listeners can't see it, but a real cute little prescription bottle. Oh, I see. Yes. And, yeah, I, I can confirm yeah. that they are cute. And and so, uh, Rob, I'm happy to send them to you if you have any Legionella related anxiety uh, at any time. Uh, and they, they really, really work. Well, thank you for that. I, I I think I do have more anxiety now than I did at the uh, at the at the outset, which is which is I'm part of the goal, I would think. And actually, I guess well, one thing we don't this is not exclusively a U.S. problem by any means, right? Is where are we globally in the uh, in the fight to end Legionnaires' disease? Well, there's you're absolutely right. Uh, it, for many, many, many years, other countries across the world have been far ahead of the United States in mandating uh, testing and control of Legionella in water systems of hospitals and cooling towers. Um, you know, Spain, France, Germany, the Netherlands, Australia. And so when uh, we came out with our uh, guidance document, uh, Standard 188 in 2015, I was like, finally, the United States is catching up with the rest of the world. Uh, but we fall short of the rest of the world because the rest of the world says test and they, they actually require a certain um, frequency of testing in almost all of those countries. Legionnaire's disease is on the rise, uh, both in the United States and across the globe. Uh, people speculate about the causes for that. Uh, certainly the warming of the environment creates a nicer environment for Legionella in our source waters. Uh, we're aging. And so many, uh, many people in the population have those diseases that increase risk like diabetes and cancer and chronic lung disease, and they're on steroids. And so aging infrastructure is also something that the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has talked about uh, as contributing possibly to the increase in cases of Legionnaire's disease. So uh, Legionella is on the rise. Uh, that makes this Legionellologist a little depressed. But I, as I said, I'm a glass half full person. And if we get everyone to, to have a water management plan, to do testing as part of that water management plan, it's now uh, having a water management plan and risk assessment is mandated for hospitals through the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services and the Joint Commission. 
So the Joint Commission just came out with their new environment of care standards uh, in uh, January of 2022. Uh, so, so we're going in the right direction, Rob. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And, and I'm sure that to, to, is no small extent uh, um, attributable to, to your efforts as well. So I appreciate uh, you pushing us in the right direction. And the chill pills as well. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll put a link on on uh, online with with that as well. But um, well, Doctor Stout, I, I certainly appreciate your time here today. I think that's probably all we have have time for. But I think oh, can we, I tell just tell you one oh, more yeah. thing? Just tell, one more thing. Sure, jump in. Um, so in terms of our our mission to end Legionnaires' disease, um, IATMO has a or ASSE has a standard twelve eighty, which is a professional qualification standard for people doing water management. And that training is a 24-hour training is delivered through our special pathogens and IAPMO. And the next training to be certified as a water management specialist is actually going to be uh, July 31st. And it's a three-day training. So you can get more information on uh, about that. And also, if you want education about Legionella, uh, we do a, a Wednesday webinar series, and, and you can learn more about that at puzzledbylegionella.com. Puzzledbylegionella.com. Yes, we do a, a, a webinar series. The next one on uh, potable water will be on June 21st, and we have a, uh, a an engineer from the Wisconsin Department of Health talking about the smoking gun of potable water uh, as a risk for Legionnaire's disease. Okay, we'll put um, all of these links uh, online when we when we post the uh, the audio of this as well. Um, so hopefully we'll have it all in, in the story there. And again, what what were you saying at the end of July? What what was that? How, July thirty first. How do people how do people attend that? Is that online? I guess or or um, they person, can or? go they can go to specialpathogenslab.com and there's a resource page for the training uh, for the IAPMO training. Uh, and they can also go to IAPMO dot I think learn. Uh, to get more information. So I'll, I'll okay. give you those links for sure. Okay. Well, thank you very much for, uh, for all that information. And uh, yeah, and we'll have the links online. And I think uh, our friends at uh, contractor and maybe contracting business will probably pick this up as well and have that uh, out there for their audience. But again, thank you so much for your time here today and your expertise. And I wish you continued success on this uh, while I'm fulfilling your mission. I guess that that uh, you've been on for 30 plus years now. So, oh, thank uh, you, Rob. Thank you. And, just... thank, and thank you for that. And thank you for having me. It's been wonderful talking with you today. Likewise. Now, if, if, if our listeners, if you like what you heard here today, please hit like and share this with your colleagues um, and subscribe, of course. And, and for, for more HPAC on the Air podcast episodes, please visit the members only section of our website, hpac.com. In the meantime, thanks again for, for joining us today, everybody, and stay cool and, and safe and smart out there uh, through the summer. Thanks again. Bye-bye.